Welcome back to Dad Space. This is Dave, your resident dad. <laughs> Hope you're doing well. Uh, yeah. This is Dad Space, the podcast for dads by dads. And uh, we are now minty fresh. Mm-hmm. Yep, whole new scent here on Dad Space. We're cleaning up the place. <laughs> uh, welcome to Dad Space. So glad to have you here. We're going to talk today about oh, something that's been bugging me lately, and I got to talk to you about my van. Mm-hmm. You're like, what? A podcast about a van? Yeah. How about eight tips on overcoming setbacks? that are crippling here on Dad Space and about my van. Here we go. Yeah. So, just got the news this morning that the van that we have paid for and paid off and is completely ours, no car payments, has been destroyed. And we now have no second vehicle we're down to one. My wife works full-time. I work full-time. So we have the need for two cars at times. And my son borrowed our van. He works in construction. He parked it along the side of the road. And someone apparently stole one of the uh, equipment uh, pieces from the job site. One of those backhoes. And you know how it has a bucket on the back and then has like a big... I'll call it in my my terms a scooper <laughs> because I am not uh, yeah anyway that big scooper thing on the front and you know how they have these little arms that kind of go out again I'm showing my incredible incompetence in describing this to you but we'll use the day version of my description those little things that kind of come out to stabilize the uh in the machinery while it's in use well some guy decided to steal this thing with those little army things up in the air and then proceeded to drive down the road, taking out my van from the front bumper all the way down the driver's side, right through the back, ripping off the back bumper and putting in a huge gash along the bottom of my van, destroying the front end of my, my, all my, my tires and my tie rods, all that crap inside the, the, the van. So now I've have a, my van is a complete write off. Now that it's paid for. Now, I got to tell you a little bit of history about my red van. It's, um, we, my wife bought this van several years ago. And I guess the first incident we had was with my daughter learning how to drive. My wife and my daughter are out. My daughter was driving. My wife's in the passenger seat. My daughter backs the van up without really looking and puts a huge dent in the back lift gate. The, lot, the back door of the van. Huge. Like, huge. <laughs> you could climb into the dent. And that was my first moment of, come on. Really? So I understand my daughter's learning how to drive. And as frustrating as it is to see that dent every day, you just realize that that was just, it happens, right? You just get over it, move on. I go take my, my I go to the, my, uh, my my kids' school at the time to pick them up after high school. I'm sitting in the carpool lane area, and a student with their parents' vehicle comes up beside me on the driver's side. I'm parked along the curb, and 
proceeds to go down the driver's side of my van from the back all the way to the front and takes out every square inch of the side of my driver's side of my van and then says it was my fault. Anyhow, so that means our van was put into getting repaired and completely redone weeks and weeks and weeks. We had to pay for some of it as well. They're deductible. Really frustrating. Again, right? Doesn't, why does that happen to me? Get the van back. I have it parked in the parking lot where my store was. And a customer of a different business in the plaza backs up and backs right into my brand new painted, repainted van and puts a huge big bang in the side of the van. <sighs> and it just continues and continues. You park in a parking lot and somebody hits your car and drives away. It just, it seemed like our van was a target for every possible situation that could happen. And I don't understand. And we finally paid the van off. And now it doesn't cost us anything, just oil changes and gas. Right? That's fun. And now this happens and the van is a total write-off and we get nothing really for it. We're out of a vehicle. We don't have money to go buy another car. This was supposed to be our time to save up our money and kind of pay off some debts. And here we sit. And I got to be honest with you. As a dad, uh, as a husband, I really want to be able to provide for my family, get the things we need, and and just, I'm not looking for a lot in life. I just want to have what I need. And it just seems like, for the most part, in the last few years, that things have been really difficult, that everything possibly that could happen seems to happen to us. A side tangent. My wife and I are sleeping one night at three in the morning. We hear a car revving outside of our window. And then all of a sudden, a boulder, a big stone, comes flying through our bedroom window. Our bedroom window faces the road and destroys our window in our house. Some goofball thought it would be fun to go smash car windows with rocks. And when he couldn't break our neighbor's car window... He turned around and threw the rock through our window of our house. Guess who had to pay for that? Yeah, we did. It just seems like everything that could possibly go wrong seems to happen. And it happens in bulk. Like it's not spread over a long period of time. It just seems to happen. And I don't know if that's how you feel or what you're experiencing. But... I came across this article about eight tips on overcoming even the most crippling setbacks. And I found some solace in here. I found a little bit of help. And I thought I'd share it with you because it seems to be helping me. So the first thing they say, number one, is to just keep pushing and adjusting. And they go on to talk about the fact that we just need to enjoy the journey and that there are always going to be setbacks and you may have to go against the grain for many, many years, but the experiences that we value most in life are often the most challenging, and they seem to push us out of our comfort zone and help us to grow. Okay, so that's nice to say, but I'm done growing right now. 
I just want my bank account to grow a little bit instead of being always something coming up to take away what we're trying to save up and move forward with. So that was number one. Just keep pushing and adjusting. Number two, show up and help others. I like this one because that's my heart. And that's why I do podcasting. That's why I do this show and my other podcast is I just want to help others. I want to help others share their voice. I want to help others to get their message out to the world and to be able to speak and to to share who they are. So that's why I do this. And I'm not making any money. You'll notice in all of my podcasts, there's no commercials. I'm not looking for a sponsorship. I'm not looking for uh, money to sell you something. I'm here to just create content and put it out in the world. That's why I'm doing this. So show up and help others. Um, it's a way for us to to put our, to put others first, even though we're not things aren't going our way. The third thing they talk about in this article, and I'll put a link in the show notes so you can read along too and and see what I've been reading through. But number three is to focus on what you can control. The article talks about focusing on something that you can do or fix, no matter how small. And then to take time to appreciate each accomplishment along the way. I don't do that very often. I'm always on to the next next thing. Well, that's one thing I'm working on as well. And if you do, you'll make it through and come out on the other side. Again, I still don't have a van, so I'm working on it. Number four, have faith and act. No matter what life throws at you, it can be an incredible opportunity to grow. Trust me, like I said, I'm almost done growing. Now I want to have a period of not having to grow, but it comes down to how you perceive your challenges and what you do with them. Keep a positive mindset and reframe challenges into your greatest gifts. And what I found interesting in this article is that they say, find meaning in your challenges and take action to make things go your way. Finding meaning in your challenges. That's a tough one. And that's what I'm working on. So by no means, as you listen to this episode of the dad, of dad space, have I accomplished or completed and internalize all of these eight steps by any means. So I'm kind of sharing you a work in progress for myself, hoping that it helps you as well. Number five, find others who encourage you. And all I do have to do is go back and listen to some past episodes of Dad Space and I'm reinvigorated. I, I understand that there's people in the world who have challenges way greater than your van being totaled by some random act. Uh, there are people in this world that have much bigger things going on, and I need to learn how to focus what is most important and to let go of the things that really I have no control over and to find other people who just encourage me. Um, Surround yourself with people who will encourage you and enrich your life. Making it through that chapter, your chapter of challenge, allows you to persevere and grow like never before. So that's something I'm working through as well. Number six, you can handle more than you think. 
again, <laughs> I would love to handle less, but it's true. You, you seem to find new strength, new ability, a new something or other in your life as you go through some pretty crippling struggles as a dad, as a father, husband, a parent. There are things that happen in your life that really help you find a new you that you didn't know existed. Um, when I look at people who struggle with their health um, and seeing them overcome what seems like insurmountable odds and they just have a joy in pain, they have a desire where many people would give up, they don't. That, that's amazing. I was in for baby Delilah's birth, my new granddaughter, walking through the hospital and seeing some people who are really struggling right now. And there was still smiles. There was still friendliness and greetings as you pass people in the hallway, all dealing with different things. There was still some hope in people's eyes as you walked through the hospital hallways. And if you're having a hard time dealing with what you're dealing with right now, I think some perspective can help you by taking a walk there, by visiting some seniors in a senior's facility, a senior's home, and spending some time with people who have some other things going on above and beyond what you're dealing with at the moment. Get some perspective. It really does help. Make the most of what you have and stop sweating the small stuff. Was number six. Number seven, don't make failure an option. This is interesting. Because my go-to when really bad things happen in the last few months and even the last year a lot of negative things have been happening out of our control, which really, really messes with your head. You wonder why all these bad things are happening when all you're trying to do is put good into the world. And I don't know if that's what you're experiencing, but that's how it just feels for me at the moment is I just keep feeling like I keep giving, but nothing's coming back. I'm not giving to get but at the same time, you would think, if we all believed in karma, for example, that if you put good out, good should come back to you, there's not good coming back. I seem to be getting a lot of negative coming back, just in day-to-day -day things that happen, and not being able to, to move forward. And again, it's relative to your situation. You might be looking at me going, Dave, you're complaining about not having two cars. I don't even have one. I get that. It's just the idea that when you when you work hard for something, you want it to last. You want it to you want to be able to enjoy it. And you want to get your full use of the time and effort you put into something beyond what you thought it would last for. And that's that's kind of what I'm thinking through. Number eight is to accept responsibility. We talked about this on an episode of the How to Podcast series, episode number seventy-six where I talked about six ways to deal with a hater. And in that, I was saying that 
a wise person told me when I was a young man that if someone has a problem with you, to some degree, you are part of the problem. Just by simply being in the room, you could be part of the problem and not have anything to do with what's going on. But just realize that when someone has a problem with you, you could be part of the problem. We need to accept responsibility for the things that we can control, that we can have influence over in our life, and then release the things that we have no control over. I have no control over this guy stealing some random piece of equipment from a job site and then trashing my van as he tries to escape with this stolen property with construction workers chasing him down the road, knocking my van and destroying my vehicle. I have no control over that. I'm at home. My vehicle is in another town. I didn't even know about it till long after it's happened and the guy got away apparently. So it's all on me now to, to deal with this. And what was interesting is they said they, because they didn't catch him that if my van was repairable, which it's apparently not, I would be on the hook for the deductible. To pay the initial, whatever it was, $500, $1,000 to start the process of fixing the vehicle if it was repairable. Because they didn't catch them, I have to pay. Now that sounds fair, right? So there are things that are going to happen to you in life. You will buy a vehicle and it'll get damaged in the parking lot. My first brand new car I ever bought in my entire life. I had it for like a few months and somebody in a parking lot in a large truck, because it was a small car, drove over the hood, not the bumper, the hood of the car, drove right over the front of it and there was tire marks left on the hood of my car in a parking lot. While I'm in shopping, doing whatever, someone else is running over a car that I've had for a few months. There are the, your kids will drive your car and damage it. There are all these things that could happen. And when I was a young dad, I can remember, again, we, we work hard. We, we provide for our family. We do our best to give our family the things they need. And things happen. And I know we would have like furniture that would break or cars that are damaged or a bicycle gets stolen or they're just on and on and on. And just the time you think you're ready to move to the next thing, you have to circle back and replace something, fix something, repair something. And I remember looking into the eyes of my kids when they would damage something. And at that moment, I'm like, what's more important? My reaction to my kids even though they were in the wrong and they did something that's going to cost. I want them to understand that I don't have money to just replace everything or repair everything. We need to be careful. We need to respect what we have and make it last. But in the moment, am I more, do I want to be known as the angry dad who takes his frustrations out on his children? Or is that, What's more important, the thing that was broken or the thing or my child? And that was really hard for me as a young dad 
to separate the two because I saw them as connected. And there was times where I was angry with my children because they would put their foot through the bathroom door. Like, who's going to fix that? Sorry. Well, sorry doesn't fix a hole in the door. Now someone has to go fix that, right? So I would get angry about the, the lack of care or responsibility. And the, the results always seem to cost money, unfortunately. So I'm wondering for you, from your perspective, as a parent, as a dad, as a husband, father, do you get frustrated when, or do you get overwhelmed by crippling setbacks on the job? You get fired, uh, your car breaks down, you have an accident, your health, something happens that sets you back. Do you get frustrated? Are you crippled by that? And how do you respond? I'd love to hear your thoughts. Tadspace.ca is the website. A little speak pipe thing there. You can leave me a voice message. I'd love to hear your voice. What are some of the setbacks that you're dealing with as a parent, as a dad? Love to hear your voice. And uh, thank you for letting me vent about my van. I'll try to put some pictures of the van up on uh, on my Dadspace uh, Instagram account if you want to see the van. That'll be coming out soon. So check out there on Instagram. Give me a follow. I'd love you there to follow you as well. And uh, if you have any feedback, let me know. I'd love to hear what you think about the show. And uh, I'd love to hear your dad's story as well. Thanks for being here on Dad Space. Thanks for letting me vent a little bit. I feel a little bit better. But now the reality of what am I going to do? <laughs> um, yeah, the saga continues. And I'm glad you're here with it. I'd love to hear your story as well. Thanks for being here. Catch you on the next episode of Dad Space. Take care. Hey, thanks for listening to Dad Space today. I'm so thankful that you were here for this episode. If uh, you like the show, please let another dad know. Hey, <laughs> that kind of rhymed. Anyways, uh, share the episode out with somebody in your circle who would love Dad Space. That means so much to us here for our guests who donate their time to be on the show. And we just want to see this grow. So, again, another rhyme. Oh, wow. Anyhow, I <laughs> um, think I need to write a song or something. Thank you for being here for with Dad Space. And again, looking forward to the next episode. Look forward to having you here again with us. And if we can help you in any way, if you have a great guest idea for the show, a topic that we you would love us to cover... We would love to do that here on Dad Space. So thanks for listening and thanks for being part of the community. And to you, Dad, thank you for listening and thank you for sharing Dad Space. Catch you on the next one. Take care.